My mom is never home. She works around the clock. Her name is Oluwafumike, but people call her Olu for short. I'm from Nigeria. I'm 44. My mom, she's an immigrant from Nigeria. She's been in this country half her life. She works really, really hard. Okay, mommy, can you describe your day-to-day life? Basically, how has coronavirus changed from your day-to-day life? Like, how did it change? It's really changed. Explain. Since coronavirus starts, I've been working like in a lot of hours. So when I came home from my night job. At night, she works as an aide at a nursing home. She gets off around 7 in the morning, and she comes straight home. I put on my clothes. I go to my other job. And then she's right back out the door. She goes to her other job as a home health aide. So you go to your other job without sleeping? You don't yeah. sleep? Yes, I don't know. I didn't sleep. My dad isn't around. He left when I was in the seventh grade. What makes you go? I go because I have to go to work to make sure I be okay. I have a mortgage to pay. I have a lot of bills to pay. And it's only me. My mom, she takes care of everything. She pays the mortgage, the bills. But if she is at the top of the pyramid, I'm literally right under her. Because as soon as she steps out the house, the responsibility is all on me. Um, I'm I'm basically responsible for my two brothers. It's like, when they need something, they come to me. Sorry, it's my little brother. His name is Samuel. I have twin little brothers. One has autism. Samuel doesn't really talk much. He's probably hungry or something. That's probably why he came in my room. What does he want? He must be making rice. Okay. Sam's like favorite thing to eat is rice. I guess this is what we gonna do. Sam, the way um he calls me, he basically just pulls my arm and whatever he wants, he just bring my arm towards it, pulling me and telling me like, oh, this is what I want. Samuel needs school most of all. He misses his speech therapist. I do what I can to teach him new words. Most days, it's not even enough. But we are good company to each other. What autism is to me, I don't see it as a disability. I try to recognize patterns. Why is he tapping his finger? Like, why is he doing this? And what people usually think is someone who doesn't talk or jumping up and down or don't like loud noises. But once you kind of understand what it is or what he's going through, that boy is so very, very smart. Then there's Samuel's twin, Emmanuel. So now Emmanuel's bouncing this ball around. Come. What? I gotta talk to you. What? What do I do? What do I do? Sit down. How was life with me in the coronavirus? Uh, you okay. Um, to me, I said okay. Don't, don't get too emotional. <laughs> One of the pros is that I sleep whenever I want. Cons is a ton. There's a ton of cons. So please let me know what the cons are. Uh, you scream too much. You talk to your friends too much. You, you kicked me out of your room one time just to listen to music. There's only one pro. Yeah, that that's it. How, how am I to you? You okay at taking care of us, I guess. Okay. Can I get a great, awesome, uh, wonderful? I'm great at taking care of you. Say yes. it. You're, you're great. At what? Are taking care of me? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. What? Thank you. We'll talk later.
Oh, we're not gonna talk later. You suck at <laughs> At night, when it's quiet, I think about everything I'm trying to do. It was like 11 o'clock and I was just thinking, I was thinking a lot. So I'm like, this is the perfect time to record my thoughts. And I was thinking about this program called Chicago Scholars. And it's like a really great program. And it gives you scholarship money for college. If you get into it, you know you are one of the best students in your high school. So when they sent me the email, it was like, congratulations, you made it to like the next part of Chicago Scholars. I was just like the happiest person in the world. So I had to do like video interviews and if the pandemic wasn't going on, they would have did face-to-face, in-person. Like, over video, I messed up so many times. The first question, I didn't even answer it. There was also another question. It was like, tell me about yourself. I could not even tell them about myself. Honestly, I was saying stuff like, <laughs> like my favorite color and stuff. I'm Nigerian, and, like, I was just not saying what I was supposed to be saying. But honestly, I was just so scared. I let my nerves get the best of me because this is so, so big. And it's just like, really? Did I really just mess this up for myself? I did what I always do when I'm sad. I put on some music. My favorite rapper, his name is Little Baby. He said a line and he was like, sometimes I feel like the floor is giving in on me. I work so hard, but I can't stop because people are depending on me. And that's my life right now. My mom depends on me, my little brothers. This moment, I felt like the floor was actually giving in on me. Like, this is one of the best opportunities ever. And to know that I basically, like, failed on something that was just so, so great to me because I couldn't do it in person, felt heartbroken. But I have to keep going. My brothers still have to pass the third grade. I'm the one who helps them log on to e-learning. Sometimes they don't want to do it, and they're always asking for food. Um, I'm about to make Emmanuel a hot pocket right now because he rudely came in my room asking for a hot pocket. Yep. I'll call you when they're done. I'm what, Touche? He just called me a maid. He think I didn't just hear him call me a maid. I sound like a bad person saying this, but it's times when it's like, oh my gosh, it's getting too much, it's getting too much. I just can't anymore. It's when I get like a total of 20 assignments from my teachers and they're like expecting me to do it. And I have eight other things to do at home. I have to try to help Sam and say a couple words, even though I'm not licensed to do that. I still want to try and do things. Or with Emmanuel, I have to help him get on e-learning and get in a couple assignments because I don't want him watching TV and playing a game all day. Now I have to learn how to like prioritize, which in school you have a schedule set right in front of you. But knowing in my heart, like, okay, the twins need me as well too. I'm doing this and I still have good grades and I'm still trying and and I'm still taking care of the twins and doing what I need to do. So it's like, okay, this is a story I can go tell them. Like, when you guys were eight, I was at home with you guys all day and you guys was blowing my mind, but I still made it and I still overcame. My mom is getting ready for work. She's out there in this pandemic taking care of tons of people. 
But sometimes I feel like she doesn't realize how much pressure I'm under. Do you worry about me taking on so much? Like, I do take college classes and I have assignments to turn in every Wednesday. And also, I do have to do a lot of stuff for the twins, too. And I still have to be turning in work for eight classes. And I have to find new schools for college and SAT, SAT as well. Like, do you worry about me taking on a lot? Sarah, I really worry about you. She's holding my hand. She rarely does that. She's talking to me. She tells me she's really worried about me, that she still sees me as her baby, and that it's her job to take care of me, too. I'm your mother. If I tell you, do this, I'm not going to push you to something not good, like something bad. Mm -hmm. But she is also, like me and Emmanuel, unapologetic. She tells me that this is good for me. In her way, she's teaching me about life. I'm trying to make sure you learn Okay. Yeah, so that's the only thing I worry about you. And when I tell you, like, my mom is amazing, and for her to go to work from 11 at night, come back to 7.30, and then go to her morning job at 9 o'clock, still cooking for us and doing so much amazing things, and when I make it and get where I'm supposed to be, I'm going to give it all to her because she gave her all to me. So we're all just like basically like waiting for her, going to work, getting ready for bed. What are you doing? Bye, Mama. It's not necessary to record it. <laughs> right after the house got quiet, I opened my email to some news. I had my phone and I recorded it. So I just got news that I did not make in Chicago Scholars. So, yeah, I was crying, like, bawling my eyes out. Heartbroken, man, like, because this is my future. I made it to the second round. I was the best person I could be. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to show Chicago Scholars, like, this is why they should have picked me. This is what they're missing out on. Simple. If it wasn't for the coronavirus, they would have known, like, a real interview in person, I guarantee I would have made it in. But it's okay, it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. So, you're missing out on an amazing girl with great ideas that's open to the world, a critical thinker. You're missing out on so much. And that's just their loss. <laughs>